What is up, beautiful souls? Welcome to another episode on the Reclaim Your Power podcast. On this podcast, we talk about everything from anxiety, mood swings, natural health and wellness, spirituality, and more. So grab a cup of tea, get comfy, and let's get into it. So I touched on this topic in the previous episode a little bit, but I really didn't go into depth on it. So today we're talking about limiting beliefs, and I am so excited for this episode. I don't know why I get like so hyped up talking about this topic, but because um, it's kind of like... (laughs) A dark subject, honestly. So I don't know why I get so excited talking about it, but I am just excited to share with you all some insight on this and give you some tools to really um, work through limiting beliefs. So to start off, limiting beliefs are basically anything that you have repeatedly told yourself subconsciously from a young age. Usually these beliefs form at a young age, like I said, but you can develop limiting beliefs anytime in your life. So they usually happen after a very traumatic event, after something that really uh, impacted you on a deep level, and it's usually something negative that occurs that causes a limiting belief to lodge itself in your mind and in your body. So a limiting belief is anything that you've told yourself over and over again that your subconscious and your body, your mind, actually believe. So this could be, I'm not worthy of love, I never have enough money, no one ever wants to hang out with me, I'm not smart. So you get the picture here. A limiting belief is something that limits you and something that you believe with all of your being. Now, you can have positive beliefs, so that that's another aspect of this that I'll get into into part two of this um, episode, but you can have positive beliefs as well. So limiting beliefs, that word may sound kind of daunting and like, Ooh, limiting beliefs, like how mystical. (laughs) But really, like I said, limiting beliefs are just something that you have told yourself over and over again that has kind of like made its home in your body and in your mind. So I'm going to give you an example of how a limiting belief can form. So let's say we have Sally here. Sally is about 
six years old. She has a pretty good childhood. She gets along with her brothers and sisters, and her mom and dad always make sure her and her siblings are provided for. But what Sally doesn't know now is that her family is fairly poor. Her mom is always exhausted and struggling to put food on the table and to buy them clothes and things that they need for school, etc. And another thing that Sally doesn't know is her parents have lost the spark in their marriage and they no longer really love or care about each other. They're almost just in it for their children. And, you know, Sally's a six-year-old girl. She doesn't, she isn't aware of these things, but they're still happening. And even though she is not aware, her subconscious knows what's going on, even though she's so young. So Sally's parents are really poor and they're struggling. They're super exhausted. They both work like two jobs and they're just always burnt out. And Sally doesn't really understand this. She sees it. Like I said, her subconscious gets it because she sees what's going on. But since she's so young, she can't piece things together. Since Sally was three years old, even younger, she's been hearing her parents say, we're always struggling. We're never going to have enough. We're always working hard for getting little in return. So she's always hearing these phrases around her and then she's subconsciously repeating it to herself as she's growing up. So fast forward to when Sally is about 14. So her family is still fairly poor. Her parents are still not having that great of a relationship with their marriage and they're on the brink of divorce. So Sally and her siblings are still provided for and her their parents still make sure that they have everything that they need, but things are becoming a little more dark and heavy because now Sally and her siblings are piecing things together and they're realizing our parents have been struggling for a long time and they don't love each other anymore and they're kind of just staying together for us. So one night Sally sits down with her mother and she just lays everything out on the table and she tells her, you know, I've been noticing how much you and dad are struggling. You guys really don't seem like you have that spark anymore. And I know how much you both work for me and my siblings. And I just want to say, you know, thank you, but I want to help you in any way. So you don't have to constantly be exhausted and burnt out and just not taking care of yourself. And Sally's mom kind of looks at her and she starts crying and sobbing. And at this point, 
Sally just comforts her mother. She doesn't say anything else. She just hugs her and lets her know that it's all going to be okay. After a couple minutes, Sally suggests suggests to her mother to maybe go to couples counseling with her father or to maybe, you know, find another job that pays better or look for something that she actually likes doing and can make money off of. As soon as Sally suggests all these things, her mother snaps her head up and looks at her with this menacing expression on her face, almost like she's mad at Sally for even suggesting these things. Her mother looks at her and says, are you serious? Do you really think we can go to couples counseling and actually work through our marriage? We're never going to get over these problems that we have. I'm never going to be able to find another job because this is all I'll be able to do. I don't have the skills. I don't have the money. And she just kept going on and on. And Sally was a little taken back because she thought she was helping her mother. She thought she was, you know, doing something good for her mother. So Sally goes up to her room feeling defeated, feeling like she really didn't give her mother any practical advice. So fast forward again to when Sally is about 24. So Sally went to college over the years. She went for business. She got a really good degree, and now she's in working in the corporate world. She has her own little apartment with a cat, and she's living in a big city, which on the outside looks like she's successful and she's having a good life. But on the inside, Sally is burnt out. She's not fulfilled. She has extreme anxiety. She's always scrounging for money. She always feels like she's broke and she never has time for herself. She feels burnt out and frustrated. So one morning, Sally is going to her corporate job. She sits down at her desk and takes a long sigh out because she just traveled about an hour from her house to her job. She didn't really have time to eat breakfast or take any time for herself in the morning. And she looks exhausted, feels exhausted, and she's just kind of waiting for the day to be over. So Sally's boss comes up to her with a report that she gave him and he was basically kind of getting on her back about how she needs to do better work and she needs to hone in her skills and be more careful and try harder. And Sally agrees with him and apologizes and says that she will fix it. After he walks away, Sally starts telling herself out loud and in her head how she's never good enough, she can't ever do anything right, she'll never be able to get out of this job and find something fulfilling. And then she starts working on the report again. Now it's the end of the day and Sally starts on her hour-long journey back to her house. 
she gets on the bus and the bus driver asks her to pay him. She's digging in her purse in her pocket and she can't seem to find her wallet. So she's kind of frantic at this point, searching around, and she realizes that she left her wallet at the office. So she runs back, gets her wallet, but when she opens it up at the office, she realizes there's no money in her wallet anyway. So even if she wanted to go get on the bus and go home, she couldn't because she doesn't have money. So she feels defeated again. And as this is happening, she gets a flashback into her childhood where she was giving her mother advice and tips and her mother kind of just shut them all down and she felt defeated. She felt that same way in this moment when she looked in her wallet and there was nothing in there. So she says out loud, how am I always broke? How do I never have enough money? Why am I always struggling? I can't ever be financially stable. So I hope you all enjoyed my little story about Sally. Um, So this is a perfect example of a limiting belief that has kind of been forced on someone not even with their permission. So as you can see, Sally is playing out almost the same kind of situations as her parents did when she was younger. And it's because her mother kind of forced these beliefs on her at a young age. And, you know, Sally didn't know how to like reprogram these beliefs and she didn't know that these beliefs weren't actually originally hers and that happens for a lot of people we get told these things over and over again until we start thinking that they are actually our beliefs and something that we actually thought up but in reality a lot of the times limiting beliefs are things that were just forced upon us from other people, usually from our parents, but it can be from siblings, teachers, you know, aunts, uncles, friends, like really anybody, a stranger. You could have an encounter with a stranger and they could say something to you or something could happen and now you have this limiting belief about yourself. So this is how powerful limiting beliefs can be. Like they can literally play out in every area of your life and cause you to actually have these beliefs show up in your physical reality. Because I talked about this a little bit in episode one, your belief Your belief systems, your thoughts, what you say to yourself literally manifest into its physical counterpart. And I know that's kind of a mouthful, but let me try to simplify that. So you know how Sally's mother was always saying she never has enough money, she's always struggling, she has to work so hard to get so little... And then Sally started saying these same things to herself when she was older. 
Now, I do understand that people have money issues and it's some things are kind of beyond your control, but you can control what you believe and what you think to yourself and what you allow yourself to say and to, you know, program into your mind. So Sally was saying these things over and over again, just like her mother and father did. And this is why she never had enough money. And she was always burnt out and frustrated and working hard to only get a little bit. It's because she kept repeating to herself over years and years that she never has enough money. So that belief was mirroring itself in her reality. Does that make sense? So this is why limiting beliefs are so important to work through because they really, really can affect every area of your life. And they creep up like really subtly. So over the years, as I've kind of went down my spiritual awakening path, my spiritual journey, I have come across lots of limiting beliefs. And actually the other day, I was just another quick story. I was uh, at the gas station getting gas and I put in the gas, blah, 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 whatever, got in my car and the gas gauge like didn't go up anything and like it didn't go up any more than it already was. And I... I knew that this happened sometimes and like there's nothing I could really do in the moment, but I just got really frustrated because I was having kind of an off day already and that kind of like tipped me over the edge. So I got really frustrated. I started freaking out and I just, these words that I'm about to say kind of just came up like word vomit. I just was like screaming in my car to myself. And all of a sudden I said out loud, why can't things ever be simple in my life? And it was kind of like someone like literally slapped me in the face when I said that. And I, I noticed as soon as I said it, that that was a limiting belief. And at that point I was actually a little excited. Like (laughs) that may sound weird, but every time I like discover like a shadow in myself or I discover like a pain point or a limiting belief, I get almost like excited and energized to work through it and to release it. So when I realized that this was in fact a limiting belief that I had been telling myself, I got eager to work through it. And I became super aware of where this limiting belief was playing itself out in my life. And I won't get into any details of where it's kind of been showing up, but I did notice that this belief has been manifesting itself in multiple areas of my life, career, personal, like spiritual. And it was kind of eye-opening that, you know, you're never going to have it all together. You're never going to be like 100%, you know, healed and free of shadows and pain. It's an ongoing journey. And that's why we're all here to come back to our natural state of being and awareness like I was talking about in episode one. 
So like I was saying, limiting beliefs can kind of creep up on you and you you almost like won't even realize that you had this limiting belief. Like sometimes you will, but it won't register that it's something that you have believed for so long and it's something that is affecting your life negatively. But most of the time, these beliefs are very sneaky. They're very tricky and you have to really be aware to catch these beliefs when they're happening and to catch them before they cause all this turmoil and trouble. And if you want to learn more about awareness, you can go ahead and listen to episode one, and that'll give you a little more insight on awareness. On awareness, and also, um, I provide like one of my number one tips that I do to become more aware when I'm in my head. So, if you want to um, learn more about awareness, go listen to that. But. That was kind of the whole spiel about limiting beliefs. That's kind of the background around limiting beliefs and how they can form and how like detrimental they can really be for your life. And it's, I know it can be kind of um, a letdown when you notice these limiting beliefs, but that's when you can kind of take your power back and start to change the script. Like, you remember how I said that when I notice limiting beliefs now, or I notice like um, an old like habit or pattern that's coming out of me, like maybe getting like angry really easily, which is something I struggle with. (laughs) But um, when I notice those things, like I said, I almost get like excited and eager to work through it. And that's something that you can also apply when you're noticing these limiting beliefs and that's another way to look at it. So instead of saying to yourself when you notice a limiting belief like, oh, I'm so like, I don't know, like I I have so much to work through, like I'm so messed up, like this is like pointless, I'm never going to get anywhere. Instead of saying all of that, which just reinforces more limiting beliefs, say to yourself, wow, I'm so glad that I have become aware of this belief. Now, what can I do to work through it? And what can I do to kind of level up? So your little challenge for this week is to start to become super aware and open open to noticing where limiting beliefs are coming up in your life. So for example, if you find yourself always getting into relationships with people who are emotionally unavailable and won't open up to you, start to ask yourself why you're attracting these people in your life. And you might find that you have a limiting belief around relationships that you can't ever fall in love with someone or find a healthy relationship that is emotionally deep and maybe that's why you keep getting into these relationships and people keep shutting you out. So I just invite you to notice where limiting beliefs are coming up and notice when you're thinking them and just become aware. Don't label it. Don't try to work through it just yet. Um, Just become aware and just notice how it's affecting your life. And then stay tuned for part 
two of this episode where I will actually show you how you can release these beliefs and reprogram a different positive belief into your subconscious. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on limiting beliefs. This is part one of two of the limiting belief topic. So the next episode, I'm going to dive deeper into how to release limiting beliefs. And I'll share um, a really, really powerful tool that I have used in the past and still use to let go of limiting beliefs. So stay tuned for that. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please leave me a rating and a review. I really do appreciate any feedback and any any insights and tips you guys have for me. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. Share it with your friends and family and let me know what you think. I am here for you all and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, night, evening. (laughs) Keep fueling the vibe.